This is the Will, and you're listening to TRSS. Holy crap! This is the Rogue Anthony Gangone, and you're listening to the regular season podcast. Did I do that? Hey guys, this is Sonia Strong, and you're listening to the regular season forecast. Explosion for you! Welcome to Raw is the regular season sportscast. I lose one interview due to ridiculous circumstances, and um, now apparently I lost the first 22 minutes of this episode, so now I'm doing it uh, now. I'm (laughs) I'm filling it in now, and might as well, because actually my opening salvo from the last time I did this was basically about Father's Day coming up, and what better way to do that than to have a father with me in the building. I have the Will, our MMA specialist here. Oh, yeah. Oh, do go on. That's do. right. You can put the mic next to your mouth. Just act like it's a penis. Do go it's on. Fine. Do go on. Oh, oh, the people stopped. Uh, <laughs> so, I um, I, I thought about like this week because I, I, to be honest, I totally forgot that it was Father's Day coming up tomorrow, which basically means we don't get shit and everybody still treats us like shit. I share a birthday with my daughter. That's so sweet. So, which means that you're definitely not getting anything ever. No. <laughs> Never at all. That's ever it. no nothing. It's, it's 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 a wrap for you. It's finished. My, my life is done. My, uh, my existence is meaningless. Hey, birthday party. Do you think when they have a birthday party for her, there's gonna be another cake for you? Uh no, <laughs> not at all. Not at, at all. They're gonna be like, oh, it's his too, right? But 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 seriously, you're an adult man. Get over it. Happy birthday, birthday, baby girl. And then the little letters written says, and will and daddy and uh-huh. and will. Uh, no, it will. No, it, t- t- acknowledging that I have a name means I'm a person. <laughs> Meaning that you exist. <laughs> and, and a nondescript daddy person. <laughs> oh, dad, do. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah. Father's Day has basically been, um, yeah. My, Father's super, Day is a sham. Yes, yeah, super producer Sally doesn't even make things for me anymore. It is, and she adores you. That's fine. And, and, and that's what I say. It's I don't need one day to acknowledge that. How, how cliche is that? Every no, I'm, day I'm, is I'm Father's she, Day. She adores you and yeah. she still doesn't give a shit. Yeah, she doesn't give a, <laughs> give a crap. I was like, you're going to be away from me for Father's Day. She goes, oh, <laughs> right. What time are you going to pick me up? Father's Day. Like, yeah, what time are you going to pick me up? What do you want to do for Father's Day? Um... Um, that it's Father's Day. <laughs> She's like, really? It's it's Father's Day coming up, really? So, um, being a father of two children, boom. Uh, th- well, did your oldest make anything for you in school? No mac, no no macaroni necklaces or anything. I like think that? there was there is something like um, a bow tie. There's uh, like a piece of paper with likely macaroni on it, and I'm super. She made it on Friday. I picked her up, and the teacher said, "Don't look at it until Sunday." So it's just sitting there, and I'll and I'll see it tomorrow. Oh, that's sweet. Whatever. That's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> no breakfast in bed. No. There might be, but you know, I'm out to da- today, so I guess that this is your. This, this is my present. This is, thank and thank you. I am your present. Thank you. Welcome everybody to another episode of 
the regular season sportscast. I am your host, Jay the Red Santi, here giving you another week of sports ridiculousness, foolishness, foolishness. and um, all things relevant and bizarre in the world of sports. Make sure you check us out on all social media outlets. Check us out on the regular season sportscast like and group page. Check us out on the Twitter at RWJ Santi, Instagram at Regular Season Sports, and as well as on YouTube at Regular Season Sportscast. Are they lighting up explosions? Right? What the fuck the hell's going on out here? Um, it's almost um. Oh, it's that, almost time. that time of the yeah, year. Shit. So they doing t- they doing test runs out in my neighborhood. Shit, yeah. assholes. Not a big fan of the Fourth of July. Nope. Not a big fan. Especially when it's a bunch of white dudes with explosives. There we go. Not a good thing. The only thing good about that is that missing um, appendages could occur. That's what I'm. That's what I hope Celebrate, for. Celebrate, you know, the birth of your nation by blowing up a chunk of it, right? It, it, nice, nice drunk individuals wanting to dare each other to hold an M80 in their hand. I bet you I can hold this in my hand. <laughs> I bet you can do with your dick. <laughs> watch me, watch me light the skyrocket over my penis. <laughs> oh, put it in your ass hole and have shoot out. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Try to shoot that Roman candle in my asshole. <laughs> in your asshole. In, in your asshole. Not a, not a big fan of the uh, the 4th of July. And, I'm, and mind you, I'm a summer baby, and I've been saying it for the longest. I can't stand the heat. So this is going to be really disgusting when this summer comes. I'm, I, I, I loathe this time of year. You like the heat? I like the heat. I'm, 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 Are you a heat guy or a humidity guy? I hate humidity. I'm a heat guy. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm from the Caribbean. So. Exactly, I was about to say you coming from the Caribbean, you should be used to. It. Wasn't there? Didn't you guys sell ice? Yes, when you lived in, we, in, in the in the islands. Yeah, we were one of the few families with a refrigerator in the neighborhood, so people came to to our house every day and bought ice. That's and what did they What did they do with the ice? Like what? They, they 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 broke it up and you know um, made either kept things cold mm-hmm. in in a cooler, right? Or they made uh, like drinks with it. Oh, but because you said you're the only drinks. one with a refrigerator, yeah, so like, so, so they so they'd have to come back uh, like two or three times a day to get more. Damn, and it was cheap. It was like fifty cents, but still, still lucrative, especially for that par par like parvless. Was it par, par, how you pronounce it? Parvless, parvless, poor, poor country of oh. yours. <laughs> I'm trying to get that word out. Yeah, that poor. impoverished. There you go, impoverished. There you go. Uh, close enough. Listen, I'm 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 good at SAT words. That one that won't hug me to dry. Sorry, they're not they're not old gems, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, so the, the one thing that you, you're not quite sesquipedalian. Yeah, that's that's there we go. I'm not very sesquipedalian today. That's not the, that's not where I was going for today. <laughs> but, but you you like I said, bien verbose is not your forte. <laughs> so so selling ice was that like? Did you guys corner the market? That we, had, we, we had the the, the corner. Uh, the the market quite cornered. Uh, we got broken into uh, two or three times to steal your ice. No, to steal our TVs. Oh, and such. Oh. like like it was like in the middle of the night. I I never like we didn't wake up for it. We just woke up and found the side of the house like broken apart because it's like it, it was like a wooden. It's, it's made of wood, right? And the house is broken to the side, and everyone's you know was asleep inside, and no one no one woke up for it. And it's, so you guys basically lived in a shack. Gone. Like it's not a shack. It's it's it, it's it's a house, but it's made of wood. Oh, yeah, okay, and somebody just like took it. It's more like a took a hacksaw to the fucking thing. Or what? The I, hell? We didn't wake up for it. I don't know how they did it. They, I don't. I don't know how how it happened. They always blamed it on um, black magic, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't believe in fairy tales, so... <laughs> so your mother was coming out with the Santa Mary, Santa, Santa. The, 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 we, we had to go to, to the witch doctor to, like, bless the house. You mean the police didn't get involved? <laughs> mean, who, who, one, the police don't give a shit about, you know, poor people. Oh, okay. And two, the police um, don't just don't show up. Is, 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 and who are they? Who, what are they going to do? Who are they going to question? Every poor person around? I would, I would probably question a person that has the new TV that didn't have a TV no, before. They, they, they take it to another town. Oh, uh, probably was just like somebody driving around in a new shopping cart. I'd be like, oh, that's the one I got. They, yeah. they, they, they take stuff and 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 take it somewhere else, sell it, and then you know get the money. Was for dad it. around when this occurred? Like, was was, was dad um, in your guys' life? My dad uh, came here when I was five. Um and you know pretty much sent money back. Mm. It came back periodically and until he got deported. <laughs> <laughs> they, they caught up with him. They caught up with him. Um, selling ice. They caught up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I forgot. Uh, I think he got into a car accident and uh, got you know when they asked him for papers, he had none to to show, so they sent them back. And then he got sent back the second time. Um, yeah, he he managed to get another visa to come back. Oh. And this time, he they sent him back for drugs, and he hasn't come back since. <laughs> your, pop, your pops is like Scarface. He's like Tony Montana. They he's one that. of those dudes who, who who just spent his life trying to like get rich quick. Oh, he's one of those always the, failing. The Dominican Ralph Cramden, like he was just trying to like to get over. He's yeah, yeah. Still in contact with your pops to this day? Cuts in the cradle and the silver spoon, my friend. <laughs> So still in contact with that? Cats in the cradle and the silver. <laughs> you want me to sing the song? Little boy blue and a man on the moon. <laughs> when, you, when you think about your relationship or San's relationship with your dad, um, is that the reason why you put everything together for your kids now? Like, yes. Is that, is that the reason it's why? One, it's one. It, it's, it's one of my driving forces. It's kind of like how to not be a dad. Yeah. Uh, w- w- was, was pretty much what he taught me. Yeah. I, I, I did the same thing when, when my... Um, absentee uh, sperm donor uh, is not the, ex- uh, the the prime male in your life you you, you start looking at what you're going to do and you go hmm I'm not going to do that I'm- well for, for, for me it, it was um it, it was it's a, it's an interesting um um pair of of uh of examples that we have here because yours was just absent he was a twat yeah he just, just he, wasn't since there. birth for I me he was a provider right he provided I, I never went hungry we always had um more than anyone else around us. Right. We were, you know, we we were one of the rich houses. Oh, you had a refrigerator. Yeah, sure. we had we had we had we had a fridge. We had TV. We had you know new clothes. So it, I I I always wore Nikes as a kid. Right. So I I, I didn't want for anything. Okay. We went to a private school and I had a great education um, in DR. Right. Um, but I never had a a dad right I, I had a father who provided but i didn't have a dad you know it, I, I i was a pretty tall kid as i'm um, growing up and i was like hey maybe um everyone says that i can play basketball maybe i'd like i like to do that and he gave me a book and was like here are the rules uh, a book of rules <laughs> i'm laughing at your 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 upbringing that sounds very he um... gave me a book and 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 uh <laughs> And a basketball, but no. I, I never, re- I, I don't remember him ever putting ha- putting his hands on that basketball, oh. let alone passing it to me. Oh, well, let's go shoot around, son. N- no, none of that. Mm. Did he have um? Did he have any other kids after after you guys? No, um, yeah, after my sister and I were, were adults, he he eventually remarried. 
or married for the first time um and ha- had two more two more sons is do, do are you connected with your brothers and stuff like that cats in the cradle in the- <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. see like me I, I was raised an only child and you know the whole outlook of father figure or father in the life never never clicked it never hit me because it wasn't there why even want something that you never had you know so it's like for me it was like i would see kids when their fathers and all that and they just it was never i was never affected by it it was just like i was well yeah and it never it never affected me it it, it was always like oh okay so you got a dad all right cool it wasn't until i got older where i started seeing like other people from outside of our family like the other side of my family and people would say uh oh, oh you sound like your father or you look like your father. and i started like I had questions, you know, a little bit questions lingering about the the the, the sperm donor, and I, I call him Haley's Comet because he only comes like once every ten years or some shit <laughs> like that. So I barely see him, and when he does pop up, he always it's, it's like, always implying ob- doom. Yeah, it's like it's it's very obnoxious. <laughs> it's very me me me, and I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about him. Right, I think it's me me me. So it's like, and until recently, when I um when I went at, when I met my brother for the first time. And I found out that my traits with my brother is more uh, similar than it is with my father. You know, I, I put together, especially with, with our connection with being fathers ourselves. We both have uh, daughters. Uh, we both are, are not only providers, but we're also into being involved in our child's lives. Being a, being a parent. Being a parent. And being a father and a dad. Dad, you know, it's, it, it was one of those things that it made me feel good knowing that we didn't need him for that. Like they, you know, nobody, nobody had to teach us. There's one thing that you know, you know, dad is supposed to teach you how to shave or uh, fix a fucking carburetor or uh, jack a car or whatever. But fatherhood wasn't something that I didn't need. Yeah, we had TV. Yeah, we had. Yeah, so <laughs> I took a little bit of Bill Cosby, a little bit of Al Bundy, a little bit of. Bob, Always go with the green, son. Uh, uh, <laughs> took a little bit of Bob Saget and just jumped it together, and I just raised myself. Like that's so what you molest. Women molest, <laughs> tell dirty jokes, and put my jokes. hands in my pants. <laughs> yeah, pretty much boil that all together. Oh yeah. Christ! Thank what you. a collection of men you just named. I know. <laughs> that people, that people wonder why I have this show. But I, I, I also take, I take, uh, I take honor in the fact that I didn't, especially when the stuff that occurred with my 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 breakup and stuff that I didn't turn tail and run or become bitter or, or angry. And the, right. always the whole focal was. Okay, regardless what you do in your life, what is I'm, I'm going to be with my, dad, my, 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 my child every day. Yeah. I'm going to be with my daughter every day, regardless of what it is. And Amen. And, and you know, this whole Father's Day, get a necktie nonsense. <laughs> get a, Holy shit. This conversation turned completely different from the one we had earlier. I know, right? <laughs> Check that out on turbocotabloid.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, one's a, that one's a doozy as well. But uh, you, you did mention that your whole focus is like, you know, yeah. You want to make sure when your daughters that you have to be there, especially you know now with you know how men are and like like social media and you know yeah, it's not how men are like it's it, boys it, or whatever. It's, it's, it's the way society is. It's it's there's just this apathy for a, 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 anyone other than 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 one's own interest, right? So it's, it's all about the, the cult of me. So having daughters at a time like that, it, it's tough. Yeah, especially Sound uh, like this, rather. Listen, I I always say, especially now in these days, I I look at my child and I say, you know, you're a cool kid, and she is actually, yeah, you're a really cool kid, and I and 
maybe right now, you know, you're you're you put that arm up just to keep boys at bay or anybody at bay. But you know, there's gonna be a few few individuals who's gonna want to get to know you. And 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 she looks at me with those little brown eyes and she smiles and she says, "And I'm gonna punch them right in the stomach." <laughs> and I go, "You say that now, my dear. You say that now." There'll be a day in which. Yeah, she's, she's not, not that bad. No, no, no. She's not. My daughter's not bad. She's just no, no, like, no. I'm talking about that. She'll be like, he's not that bad. Yeah, you know, it's also a thing to where she's he's, that, he's nice. You know, then she'll you know, those days will happen when they're no longer holding your hand, mm. crossing the street, or even just holding well, it in general. Sufficient. Yeah, or um, asking you to reach for the cereal box. Well, that she's you know, she's still pretty short. Yeah, she'll, you know, she'll, that'll go on for a little while longer. Yeah, or, or, or hey, dad. Um, why is it that you have this condom in your wallet? And it's like, whoa, 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 slow down there. Nobody asked you to go in there. What's wrong with you? But since you found it, let me have a talk with you, my child. <laughs> Tell you about this. But, you know, like I said, as cliche as it may sound, although Father's Day is here, Father's Day for me is every day, and I know it because it's, I it's have like, to pay for a lot of things <laughs> that, like, that, that I use. You know, as many times, I've, I, you know how many video games I could have bought this weekend, but yet, no, I had to take my child summer clothes shopping. You, you, you. You get to play video games. That must be nice. <laughs> and on that note, Will, I'm I'm so sorry. No, I'm, no, so I'm not so looking for pity. I'm so, yeah, you are. I'm sorry. I'm not. Uh, it's just, but I, but at least you get to come outside sometimes. That's a good thing. Yeah, That's a good thing. I guess. <laughs> All right, guys. When we come back, got tons, tons on store. Got uh, this week's rant could be very interesting for you guys to check out. Also, we have. Um, Talking sports and shit. Got an interview with Big Hodge. I did it on Turbocal Tabloid. It was so good that I wanted you guys who didn't hear it on Turbocal Tabloid to uh, hear it here at TRSS. Good guy, man. Like you guys, get it. it's 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 the story of a of an, a young individual uh, from the streets of Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York, and who, who was who was able to put it together and and uh, basically you know make turn a negative into a positive. Uh, photographer, producer, all around good guys, a cool dude. Uh, lead media consultant at House of Glory Wrestling. So, guys, check out that interview. Make sure you check us out at RageWorks.net. RageWorks.net is where you get everything on the one umbrella. Comic books, TV shows, movies, pop culture, uh, The Variant Issue, Turnbuckle Tabloid, Black is the New Black, Call Me When It's Over. All those podcasts are there under one umbrella. You have myself, Josie's Boy, Slick. Come on. You, where, where, where are you going to go, man? Don't, don't, don't bounce from website to website when you got everything under one umbrella at rageworks.net and you also got the will there our mma specialist as well boom boom <laughs> well like i said when we come back we have uh this week's rant and tons tons more thank you all for stopping in and happy father's day sir likewise um you know i saw you finish those beers really fast you really yeah <laughs> we'll be back guys stick around House of Glory presents Never Trust a Snake Witness the final stop on the road to High Intensity 6 Saturday, July 1st in Queens, New York Live from the Queensboro's Up Live Featuring a rare appearance by WWE Hall of Famer Jake the Snake Roberts Also on hand, House of Glory's own Anthony Gangone your House of Glory champion. Also, Ken Broadway. The New York Wrecking Crew. Evander James. 
Sonia Strong, Hank Flanders, Nikki Heat, Private Party, and all those you know and love on the House of Glory roster. Be sure you check them out at HOGWrestling.net. That's HOGWrestling.net, where tickets are available for Never Trust a Snake at the Queen's Elks Lodge, July 1st. Start time, 8 p.m. Card subject to change. House of Glory presents Never Trust a Snake. Don't miss it. This is Zachary Snow representing HRG, and you're listening to TRSF. This week's rants. I'm so tired of hearing the whole GOAT debate. Who's better than who? What era is better than who? Uh, Jordan is better than LeBron, or the Bulls will beat the uh, the Golden State Warriors, or uh, this era's New England, the New England Patriots can't beat the 49ers of the 80s or the 90s. I'm so tired of hearing this back and forth. That these are debates that you cannot have solidified because there's different intervals and different eras, time, um, practices that are done in these. In these in, in these time frames that are not done now or back in the days, whatever it, it just seems like a weird debate. The only way that you can actually solidify this is like you sitting there trying to find each particular individual, especially for those who are from back in the days. You have to find the exact individual who plays in that era to play with the person who plays in this era. So it means go scout uh Joe Mount like a Joe Montana quarterback of this era to play against a Tom Brady. Or so it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. Recently we just heard, you know, it's always it's always been the comparison of LeBron James versus Jordan. Uh LeBron would never eclipse Jordan. He will never bypass Jordan. He'll never do this or never do that. And it's like, all right. Um, two different errors. Uh, for the most part, Jordan had to deal with the hand check. LeBron didn't. And even with, and in all honesty, my whole thought about that is, uh, do you see the size of LeBron? Do you see how big LeBron is? He plays every position. I always compared him with size style to Sean Kemp and Sean Kemp didn't have the, the same perimeter style of play or play the the the, the 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 controlling factor of a game like LeBron did. So do you mean to tell me that maybe that if LeBron played in that era in the nineties, the eighties and nineties he didn't play the right. Okay. Just recently they had the uh ESPN did the the thirty for thirty with Lakers versus the Celtics. And people are still throwing it out there like, oh, there's no way that Golden State will go up against the magic uh, the Magic Johnson era, or uh, there's no way that uh, the Eastern Conference could have handled uh, the Larry Bird type of uh, of Boston Celtics. And it's like, 
why are we doing this? Why do we have to? The only way that I've ever known that we can settle these kind of beefs is play it out in a video game. Like honestly, like the only thing that you don't that you don't have that video games cannot implement that it's real is emotion. Emotion plays heavy when it comes to these games with these type of games. All you could deal with is facts and stati- uh, like statistic like stat like stats and 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 just overall players it, it's it's just it's just it's a ridiculous argument that i hear all the time not mind you i'm not gonna sit there and say that i have not been a one who've been who's been a part of these conversations i can't say that because i have but the whole realist thought is that you, there's no conclusion to this there's no answer to this there is a recently there was a there's been one uh comment that made up and it was done by Kevin Durant who says that uh Kyrie Irving is better than Allen Iverson. How could you even make this you're just throwing out random people to make an argument about just random people you threw Kyrie Irving out there you couldn't put him with the likes of a magic you could have put magic in that in that comment anybody but it's still it's pointless it's useless. The game has changed. The era has changed. It's like um, in football, it's like uh, Andrew Luck over uh, Phil Simms. It's, it, it doesn't make sense. It's just ridiculous. You, like, you, you throw these random names out there, and you would think that this is an open topic for debate. It's nonsense. The game is different. The era is different. The, the, the rule change is different. So you're going to tell me that Babe Ruth... The, the greatest of all time is still going to be equated to what Barry Bonds did. You can't. The game is different. It's a different. Babe Ruth played in an era when it was only fucking eight teams in the league. He didn't have to travel across the country. He was able to fucking smoke cigars in a dugout, drink beers before a game. Whereas a, a Barry Bonds had to fucking basically quote unquote or, or allegedly steroided up so to be recognized by the way if you have not seen it check out the the ken burns uh baseball it's been out for years but the baseball uh uh, uh volumes it's, it's amazing it's it's a great great I, it gave me a real standard and idea of what baseball is about but honestly like you can't why would you even put this in the same conversation I don't I don't get people. Everybody just wants to argue about something. Do you you want to argue about whether or not uh even the whole Kevin Durant thing going to Golden State. Col- Golden State didn't look for him. He looked for Golden State and they're like, "Oh, he had to he had to um stack up to 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 get a ring." All right. So you mean to tell me you're at your job. There's mad people at your job who's getting promotions and you're cool with and they want you to have this job. They want you to get a position in there, but the the the, the department that you you've been working with, they're cool. You know, you've been getting the job done, but yet you know that you could succeed in this other position, and you didn't look for them. They didn't look for you, but it so happens that there was an opening, and you went and said, "Yo, um, what up? We good? You guys want me? You know what I'm saying? You know, I can make this department better. I mean, I've been fucking with them. They cool." But I want to make this department better. And that other fucking area of business was like, yeah, we weren't looking for you, but 
you 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 do have a point that you might actually fucking bring a profit for us. So you know what? Let me talk to somebody about this. Oh, and by the way, the department that you were working with for four, like before was busting your ass every year for winning like employee of the year, employee fucking department of the year shit. Then finally a fucking spot came open. It was like uh Craig, he moved on and went to um um finance or some shit like that. There's a spot open and you're like, yo, you want a brother? You, you want to check me out? You want a sister? We good. And you went up in there and all of a sudden now you're like part of the Department of the Year Award. I mean, what are we talking about here? Uh, Waka Flocka put up a, a debate about it, whereas he, he spoke about um, how Kevin Durant attached himself to a team that was solidified, but it was also to a sentiment to where KD was playing with Russell Westbrook and James Harden, who are now considered the elite of the elite in the league. Like, if you're going to go get a franchise or start a franchise, or be, they were on a team at one time. And it wasn't a super team. It just so happened they were on the same team. So there was an issue because of that. And Waka Faka make it, and I got to say, honestly, I have to say it is that he played, KD played on a Golden State team that, and in his words was, the difference is the Warriors play team ball, whereas OKC play squad ball, meaning everybody was going out for themselves. Now, Josie Boy, I brought this to Josie Boy's attention, and he says, like, Draymond Green is nowhere in the same conversation with uh, Sergi Baca at the time. And, it, you know, there is an argument to that. But at the end of the day, the sentiment is still there, which is team ball as to individual ball this is why harden decided that his time in okc had to be gone and kevin durant said i gotta go who's the real poison here who's the and mind you i love russell westbrook i like him i'm 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 I'm, i fucks with him but at the end of the day what kind of ball does he play and what kind of team are you going to be playing with when you have him on your squad it's crazy but you got to think about it that way it's it, it really is it really is and and you know, now there's talk about um, Clay Thompson possibly, you know, leaving, and 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 his his retort was like, "Why would I leave when my whole legacy is to be?" I'm just paraphrasing. It's just to be part of championships, part of legacies. But at the end of the day, you got to think about it, bro. When do you become a player? When do you become a standout? When do you become? And maybe it's not even about the money. Maybe it's about just you as a baller in itself. Got to think about it. I, I, I always figure that. And I always said it. The NBA has become, it's, 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 it's a journeyman's league. Nobody, nobody is faithful or nobody will stay with the team. And that's fine because you're either going to do one or two things. You're either going to A, leave a bad situation or B, chase the money. And from what I'm seeing now is that a lot of guys need to, they're looking like they want that ring. And I don't knock that. The ring is what you would get. For instance, let's talk about uh, Paul George going to, to Cleveland. To me, I would, per, I would prefer to see Carmelo go to Cleveland. That's, it, it, it's just me. Maybe it's just a, a preference to the, the, the individual, but I would, I would, I would like to see, to, to see Carmelo Anthony go to the Cavs. I don't think, Although Paul George's defense may help them a little bit, but just for ring chasing sake, 
I would say that it's 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 for Carmelo Anthony. He needs that one. Ugh. And then with everybody else, you know, with the free agency market, talking about uh, Chris Paul probably going to San Antonio. It it, it and, and and Gordon Hayward going to Boston, and it, it's just I'm looking at it to where I'm happy because some guys are not really looking at the money; they're looking at the ring. The ring. Let's get a ring because. As much as you guys are sit there and talk shit about LeBron, yo, that nigga three and five in a championship. Your favorite, your favorite ball player never broke out of the first round of the playoffs. Your your favorite ball player never made the playoffs. Your favorite ball player does not have a ring. How about that? And you talking shit about LeBron James? He went to the finals eight times. How many times has your your favorite player even made the playoffs? I was gonna say just the, the 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 conference finals, but how many how many times your your player has ever made it? Listen, the other debate was LeBron will never be Jordan; he'll always be behind Jordan. What's wrong with being number two? Let's think about it. The guy in front of you got twenty three billion dollars. You got twenty two billion dollars. You broke. You're not acknowledging the same breath. The guy in front of you got twenty eight mil. You got twenty seven point five. That makes you less of a man. You're speaking. In the same tones with gods of the game, the Jordans, the Kareems, the, the Bill Russells, the Magics, the Birds. You're in the same breath as these people. The Nate Archibalds, the Oscar Robinsons. This And there's a problem with this? You're in the same breath. There's some dudes who are on the bench sitting there going, damn, I wish I could be fucking smell their farts. And there's a problem with being second behind a Kobe? Even even if even if you say Kobe's better than fucking LeBron, you're still in the same conversation. I really don't want to go through this conversation every week about this, but that's my whole breakdown. Shout out to my boy Lingo at work who said the same shit. It's like, really? We're really talking about who's second behind Jordan? Who's second behind him? Jordan shouldn't even be first because he doesn't have all the, the collective points per game and the right. Kareem Abdul Jabbar has it. But you want to put Jordan as the icon because that's what we know. Fine. But let's be honest here. If somebody will put me in the same breath on on a podcast, media, radio world with a Howard Stern, even Don Imus or, 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 or Cousin Brucey or whoever, if you put me in the same breath as them, I would say I've made it. I've achieved something. The Dan Patrick's, the, the 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 Mike and Mike's, you put me on that level, I achieved it. What are we talking about here? When we come back, we have um, tons more to go. We got um, this, this 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 is this, you know this troubles me because we still like even though with with all that's going on with with, with the sports world and, and how we're still having these goat conversations. These goat, we would never get the answer to this. Ugh. When we come back, uh, talking sports and shit, we coming back. We got more to come. I'm going to go knock out this beer for a second. I'm going to check you guys out in a second. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the greatest wrestling talk show host of all times, Lorenz Dean. And when I'm not belittling somebody on the microphone or showing everybody how outstanding I am, I'm listening to the regular season sports cast. Man, we talking sports and shit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ah, 
Tsunami drums with Dre providing kicks. How's the remedy with Doc? Niggas getting sick like the cush in the air. Niggas about to choke. Get the industry high. Please don't inhale my smoke. Said the girlies they love it. They wanna touch each other. Wanna play naked twister. Mister, break the up. It's okay. So smooth. Said I fixed this game up with duct tape and no tools. Okay. So smooth. Said I meant to fix this up with Doc and Pro Tools. I spar with shadows. No one's in my class. Stomp over there. The competition near trash. God damn it. I just elevated. Politic my shit. Why you go with debated? I was never jaded. Never faded. I'm here. I bring the bars from the diamonds. Nigga, see me clear. It's Mr. Billboard. The scene of spotlight. You niggas got overlooked. You wasn't rocking rights. We shut shit up while we tear shit down. Big Hodge. What is comp about to run this town? We shut shit up while we tear shit down. Big Hodge. What is comp about to run this town? We shut shit up while we tear shit down. Big Hodge. What is comp about to run this town? We Big shout out to Big Hodge and Workers Comp, man. I gotta tell you, Big Hodge, media man out there, boy. Uh, House of Glory Wrestling. He sent me this, and I was like, I fucks with it. I like it, man. So make sure you check him out, man. Uh, Thatpiff.com. You can find their uh, find that uh, the the breakfast the breakfast club mixtape, man. It's out there, man. Check it out. Big Hodge and his people's out there. Workers Comp Radio, man. This shit is dope, man. I, I don't promote shit unless I, I, I like it. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't put it out there for real. So a big shout out to them and check out the the interview with Big Hodge. I, I think I'm gonna put it at the end of this episode so you guys check it out if you didn't hear it at a uh, Turnbuckle Tabloid. But um, so talking sports and shit. Oh my God, where can I where can, where can I start? <laughs> this week has been one of those in which you 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 put. Uh, let me let me let me look at my rundown away because everything was like a mixture of um the good and the bad. The bad. Oh, oh, let's start with that. Uh, McGregor versus Mayweather. It's gonna happen August twenty sixth. <sighs> Give me a minute because I gotta take a breath for this one. For for months I sat there and said this shit ain't gonna happen. And reason I said it wasn't gonna happen is because I really didn't think anybody cared for this. Who cared? Who really cared for this match to happen? What? Who benefits out of this? Especially when it comes to the fact that is it an exhibition? Is it professional? What? What is this? It's like um when 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 Muhammad Ali fought Antonio Anoki for you know whatever it was an exhibition. Like who cared? But apparently this is going to be a professional boxing match. And I had a conversation with um, Hank Flanders from uh, from House of Glory. Check it out on the the next episode of Temporal Tabloid, and it's a professional fight. And he brought to the attention that this actually is a match that gives credential even more to Mayweather because now he gets to chase that Rocky Marciano record. And you start to think about it: like, who really benefits or loses from this card? Like, who lose? Who, who really gains from it? Now, if McGregor beats Mayweather doesn't look like it's going to be, you know, everybody will sit there and say, like, you know, he's going to knock him out. He's going to do this or whatever. Okay, whatever. But if he beats him, if he beats him by the cards, whatever the case may be, which if it goes to the cards, you already know there's no way that McGregor's going to get the card. No way that he'll get that. He has to beat him hands down and guns are going to be at the fucking judges table because they're they're not going to allow him to win that bout by judges decision. There's no way. So if he wins, how does that benefit anybody? Does it benefit boxing? Does nothing. 
doesn't diminish it doesn't diminish uh Mayweather's uh his history, his lineage, his legacy. Doesn't doesn't really matter. On the flip side, if uh if, if, if McGregor if McGregor wins, it puts illegitimacy to what UFC is, so to say. But if Mayweather loses, it's like, okay, whatever. But on the flip side, if Mayweather wins, it's like another another notch on the record. It, it's so twisted. It's just a weird thing. Like, to me, it doesn't, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. For boxing, nobody cares. For UFC, they invested so much. It, it, it's just weird to me. Like, I don't see any, I, I don't know. To me, I don't see anybody winning in this. Nobody doesn't really benefit from this. I don't know. Mayweather's going to get a hell of a check because he's coming out of retirement. Uh, Connor's going to have to probably piggyback off of endorsements, which he'll get. And I want to know, honestly, how many of you guys are really going to, how many of you guys really going to sit there and, and, and purchase this fight? Who would purchase this? Of course, it's going to be undercard. And you have to have a super undercard. Like, if if they were smart, they would have um, UFC bouts in a outside fight. They, they'll do like WrestleMania 2 where they had like uh, bouts in another arena and do like fucking um, uh, uh, on locations and shit. You have to like bounce it back and forth. If they were smart, they would do that. Like a, a UFC... 215 or some shit will have to run at the same time because it'll be fucking smart to get all that bread or 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 just like some kind of legit undercard like come on do something with it can't just be all boxing because you think that this one match is gonna bring back boxing i like the premier league in boxing i think it's cool and slowly but surely there's other boxing um promotions that's been bringing back some type of legitimacy to 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 the boxing game, which I like. But this is like the be all or end all. It's like you guys gotta um, realize that this is just a, a a a stepping stone because McGregor could always go back and beat somebody's ass in uh in UFC, and Mayweather will go home and spend his money. And by the way, the only thing I look forward to in this match is that fucking McGregor hits. Mayweather with a fucking spinning punch. That's what I want because it's legal. And if he could land that shit, I will fuck. I, I would probably even when I watch the, the rest of the night, I'll be like, all right, I'm good. I'm done. That's all I want to see. And I'll fucking cancel it. I'm done. But other than that, like, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see any benefits for any of this. I don't, I, don't, I, I really don't care. Jesus. Prayers go out to uh, Matt Hughes and his family. Matt Hughes suffered a severe injury, and uh, yeah, this this one looks really bad. UFC Hall of Famer Matt Hughes, as per TMZ, was in a badly injured in a car accident in Illinois Friday when his truck was totaled by a moving train. Uh, as per TMZ, we're told the accident occurred. Law enforcement says that one person was transported. To a hospital with serious injuries. Matthews is a guy that we know is, is a legend in the, the UFC game. And we hope for all things to go well for himself and the family. And our prayers go out to him and his loved ones. Bill Russell was announced to be the first ever NBA Lifetime Achievement Award winner. Why now? Why did it take so long? 
are they, you know, I, I didn't really want to be a dick about it to be like, to say something in the sentiment is like, are you waiting for him to like die? You didn't want to give him the, uh, uh, the Simonius type of award. It's like, really? You are we really? Yes, please. I'm waiting to see what is going to be. I maybe because of the NBA award ceremony. That's what they do it for. I mean, Bill Russell, your first NBA lifetime achievement award winner. Yeah. Good morning, Vietnam. Still on tap and on the game. Like I said, we were talking about the NBA finals and the Golden State Warriors defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Game five, four to one. Gotta tell you, uh, Kevin Durant was given the MVP for the series. Well deserved. Like I said, there's a lot of sour people out there. Very, very sour. Plus, you know, the conspiracy theorists was out there. Yo, they better stretch it out. They want LeBron to win. They want LeBron to win. Let me tell you, they did their damnedest. They Broke the three-point record in the finals. They, I mean, you can't take anything away from the team. LeBron averaged a triple-double in every series that he was in. I mean, come on. Are you serious? Like, what What are we talking about? And I'm not a LeBron fan. I could give two fucks if he's the greatest or whatever. I don't care. But give the man a credit. I used to hate him. But let's look at it like this. He and his team were outplayed. That's it. They were outplayed. That that's all you could you can you could they were outplayed and you could say well you know they they had one extra man they only had Kyrie and Love and it's like is that what we're really doing here and uh, is this going to be the finals from here on out most likely for probably the next five years depending on um who signs with Golden State and who signs with with Cleveland but yeah that's what it is oh the playoffs haven't been good for whose fault is that. That's not that's not the fucking the NBA's fault. What more do you want? But you're gonna start saying, uh, we gotta give restrictions on certain players and certain contracts and all that shit. But guess what? Not gonna happen, especially with the new the new deals, the the new, the, 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 the new bargain that happened. Everybody about to get everybody about to get lit, and it's no different than what happens in MLB. The Yankees were able to sign whoever the fuck they wanted. Boston was able to sign. The Mets had one of the highest payrolls in history and they never fucking cashed in on it so think about it just like this location location what was that location what more is on tap i gotta tell you uh uh, still nobody signed uh colin kaepernick till to this day yeah Still not signed. The clock is ticking on that one. Still waiting. Still waiting. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. There's a bunch of Boston Celtics trade rumors going on. Apparently that Boston's ready to trade their number one pick for anyone down the line because they can. And I got to give it to them. These motherfuckers are smart. Let me tell you. Whoever they can trade up for they could get in commission on a down wave. Sources say that uh, Boston is looking to trade with the 76ers who has a third pick, which they're only going to be stepping down three picks, which they don't really need the first pick. So they're able to get someone on a baited line during the whole motion. So this helps out the cause of whether 
Lonzo Ball will drop to the Lakers or will the 76ers maybe take them? And in the same story, looks like Lonzo Ball has a uh, shut the fuck up about not trying out with anybody else and now has to get, come to the realization that, yeah, you're going to have to fucking look out for somebody because nobody's biting into that bullshit. Pretty much now, Lonzo Ball has been talks with basically trying out with all the top five teams available for the workout. It could be a it could be a, a shrewd uh, uh, cover up so that the Lakers could get him on the later bounce. Could be maybe, but for what I see, they might be trouble in paradise over there. I'm just saying because this dude um, is a good player, but I do not think that people are really biting into his father's bullshit. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hello, hello. Y'all still Puig did some real grimy shit. The motherfucker threw up the middle finger after he hit a home run to a uh, uh, an opposing team's fan base. The only thing that bothers me about this is that the MLB is is now becoming once it was well, it's not now becoming, but it's now becoming an MLB heavy Latino monitored league because you know with bat flips and. Uh, the way that we play the game, because yes, the Latinos play the game different than a lot of ball players. I think we play the game a little bit more aggressively than what your typical nuanced baseball player does, and which is crazy because this this is the game that y'all like. You know, people like that gritty type of game, that show off, flashing, flash the pass, and now you know players are getting shit for it, which I never understand because you ever hit a home run. I'm going to ask anybody who listens to the show, have you ever hit a home run? I don't give a fuck if you hit it 300 times before. Hitting a home run is not easy. I done done, I've done, i done it in 2K17, and it still ain't easy because you think I could put it on the easiest mode. I can't hit a home run every fucking time I bat. So, yes, every time I hit a home run, I feel good about myself. I pump my chest. I want to flip a bat. I want to fucking say F you to anybody. But in the case of Yasiel Puig, yeah, you might have went a little extra, dog. Just, just a little bit, just a little bit extra. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. You stupid. Speaking of the MLB, apparently, sometime this year, the MLB would allow their players to put nicknames on their back. Remember, you hate me. Well, guess what? Now the MLB is about to go in the same. Apparently, the MLB is allowing players to put their nicknames on their back, the back of their jerseys for one weekend out of the year. Can you imagine? I wish I had the nickname Dick Hurts. I wish I had the nickname Dick Hurts. And sliding into whole places, Dick Hurts. Or uh, um, uh, I want to hug and kiss. That's my nickname. Oh, my God. Making a good play. Oh, my God. I want Ivana Hunger Kiss. I want I want nicknames. Like ben Dover. You could do all, like, whatever. You could just. <laughs> I want those typical type of names. Like, I want um, uh, Mike Hawk. <laughs> and with the big double play from short to second to first was Mike Hawk who started it all. Or Mike Hunt. Is there Mike Hunt? Yeah. We, we got to check that out. Yeah. Come on. It's funny. It's funny. She wasn't ready. Looks as though that Jerry West will be making a move as the uh, position individual and administration from the Golden State Warriors as an advisor to the Clippers. I got to tell you something. I like moves like this. It's fun. It's interactive. People like it. And um, the big question was, um, 
do we want to change the logo of the NBA? Because apparently there's talks about it and people want to see something different. Oh, everything else is changing. Why don't we change? Who Who's the cover of the MLB? That's a good question. Who is the... Because the, we all know that Jerry West is for the uh, NBA. Who's the one for... Um, in the MLB and for NHL. Hmm. I gotta. I, I'm gonna have to research that. I do want to check that one out. Maybe, maybe somebody could um send that to us. Hello, hello. Now, you, 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 you might not have probably heard this. And going back to the NBA with the finals, but um, apparently, um, the Warriors said they're not gonna go to the White House for their annual championship uh ceremonies. I hope this is true. I really, really do. I hope it because finally somebody could stand up for the bullshit. But I don't want to put this as a political rant. But yeah, I hope I hope this is I hope this is true. And I hope this becomes something that um a lot of teams does. But maybe not because a lot of teams have certain uh, racial implicit. You know what? I'll leave it as I'm not even going to go to it. Oh, no. The Pittsburgh Penguins has won. The Stanley Cup, ladies and gentlemen. And what I really, really meant to hit because um, I slipped up was, yeah, I'm a, I'm a new, I'm a, I'm a New York uh, Rangers fan, so um, this occurred, and I wish cancer on everybody on the Pittsburgh Penguins, but apparently um, that doesn't work. So, um. Congratulations to the Pittsburgh Penguins who won their uh, consecutive Stanley Cup championship. And I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to talk about this. Any fuck you. Oh no. In fact, that Holyfield has been acknowledged and been inducted into the boxing hall of fame. Finally. Really? It's now that we see it. Come on. This man has a legacy behind him. And plus, he has controversy and such. What took you guys so long? Shit. That's that. Come on. We've seen classic with Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson. We've seen classic, classic wars with him. By the way, he wants a check because he has so many kids. And he want to make sure that he's um he's compensating his chicks. His kids get some kind of money. I mean, come on. Let's be for real. Come on. Man. Let's hook a, hook a brother up. How you doing? Let's be for real. Stop it. And, um. Anybody hear this bullshit? Michael Phelps is about to race a shark. I wish this was something that I made up for the show, but apparently Michael Phelps is going to race a shark and I'm going to race a turtle and I'm going to be probably slower than that motherfucker. Are you serious? Is this versus man? It's like this man versus beast kind of shit. This is what I'm trying to check out. Like, is really, is this what we're doing here? I don't, I don't, I don't understand this. Why, why is this something the the top speed of a human is like six or seven miles per hour, something like that. Are we really gonna say that um, Michael Phelps is really a shark? I mean, he has a shark build or what? Like his nose is a little. I mean, come on, let's be for real. Let's. Uh, why are we watching this again? This, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. But um, I guess. <laughs> Shit, that bitch was loud. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap up. I'm talking sports and shit. Uh, you know what? Just because you guys were good and you listened into this, I'm going to drop a interview that I did recently with uh, Big Hodge from House of Glory, the media consultant of them all. 
I want to make sure you guys check it out. This is um, very inquisitive. This is something that uh, for all you guys who are entrepreneurs and individuals who may or may not have maybe humble beginnings, this is something for you guys to listen to. Make sure you check us out on so- all social media outlets. Check us out on Facebook on the regular season sportscast at the like and the group page on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter at RWJ Santi. Check us out also on Instagram at regular season sports and on YouTube at regular season sportscast. When we come back, interview with Big Hodge. I played his song early on. Guys, don't go anywhere. Check it out. This is real, real good. And I want you guys to know that if you start from where you at, the only way you can go is up. See you guys in a second. Women, do they get do they get moist? <laughs> it depends on it depends on the tone of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> nah, let me stop. <laughs> no, continue, please, because it might work for your benefit. <laughs> it really might. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> stop. Want to give you guys stop. a big heads up. We got Jason Ellis, aka Big Hodge, in the building. Big Hodge. You guys don't even know. Like we've had wrestlers in the building, we've had uh, referees in the building, and now to get the eye of H.O.G. in the building. It's like, it, it, yeah. it's, it, it's real in-depth. It's well overdue, too. It is well overdue. I've heard, like, you one of the yeah. coolest motherfuckers in House of Glory. You can tell by his hat I and his, and his usual attire. I you try? I try. How long, just, a, just a little bit. How long How long have you been, like, um, taking pictures? Because taking pictures is another, some other shit, though. Like, not a, a, lot, of, not a, a lot of hood dudes. Because I've seen pictures of you, man. You was a hood dude, son. <laughs> yeah, that was, yo, that was a hood picture. <laughs> There were those pictures back then, nah, man. Nah, I um, I I started doing this in uh, 2011. Oh, I would say late 2010, and then I just started pursuing it from scratch, all self-taught, no school, no nothing. Oh, look but, at you showing off! Fuck out of here! Hey, hey, <laughs> it was all natural. Nah, nah, just with, just with a little bit of ambition, you could, you could teach yourself. That's what's up, That's though. Yeah, you do great so work. I started doing that in 2011, and then you know I started critiquing my work like uh, around 2000. And, Fourteen, mm. and I, that's when I started seeing, uh, le- you know, there's levels to this, and it just started going up. Excuse me, Red, I'm doing an interview here. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Red, I said, I, you know, we, we love him, we miss him. They love you, Red. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just. You see? Hey, hey, calm down, buddy. <laughs> it's your time. This guy here. Yeah, this guy here. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Do that. Do that. Look at him. He's showing off. Like, trying, trying to show his. I got his, you, Red. His background. Yeah, right. His background. What he does yeah. in the building and shit. <laughs> trying to show what's up. Yeah. Nah. You see, as you see, I'm trying to do three things at once. Listen, I want you to take pictures of me like those those naked ladies you do. Paint me like your you French girls. Baby, you gotta put baby oil on. <laughs> yo, yo, you ever, have, you ever take a picture with a wrestler like they did with Shawn Michaels with a championship belt on his beef? Yeah. You got. You got. You got to pucker your lips and put baby oil on. I mean, but but like I said, you come from a you come from a from what I saw you. Where are you originally from? Where are you from? What? Where I'm from? What? Like Brooklyn? Where are you from? Where are you from? Yeah, yeah, I'm from NY. I'm from uh, I'm from Bushwick actually. I'm from the south side of Bushwick, down there uh, by Bushwick and Schaefer. And, oh, word uh, of dark side, son. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He knows what I'm talking about. You laughing. Maddie doesn't know that because yeah. he's white and he's from Glendale. I'm so from uh, Polish hood. 
<laughs> G Hood. Nah, nah, I'm from uh, 45 Park in Bushwick, man. Like, um, oh shit! I used yeah, to work. I used to work in 296. I went to 296 when I was in junior high. Yeah, you see that shit? See, there's much. There's a lot of connection yeah. there. I used to work at the Beacon there. Yeah. Wow, and I used to ball there at the Beacon. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 35. Oh nah, you too old, nigga. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, yeah, I used to work there. I was there for um early 2000s to uh to um to about 2009. I was that. That was my that was my sec. Wow. My, yo, you, do you know that you remember this guy, uh, Roger Beckford? Yeah, Roger Bedford. Yeah, that's my dude, son. Yeah. See what happens here on the Turnbull. He was one. Of, he was one of my. Um, he was. He was one of my. Uh, my supervisors. Yeah, man. Connections yeah, and came, brew. He came over. He came over from Glendale, and then he went to Bush. He was there at, at Horsey. Yep, he used to work for Ridgewood Bushwick. Yep, sir. Yeah. I'm telling you, boy. Yeah. See, y'all fuck with me, son. I got. Yeah. I got some plus. See, Maddie's in the loop. <laughs> Maddie's in the loop. He's out of the loop right now. He's like, um, I'm white. Um, I'm white, and I'm. Uh, I went to Catholic school all my life. Um, <laughs> I drink Mike's Hard Lemonade. I drink wine coolers. Oh my god, that Mike's Hard Lemonade. Oh my god. Yeah, so you were there, so you knew about the whole Lenny Cook shit and all that stuff down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I always, I always been back and forth between uh, Columbia, South Carolina, Atlanta, Miami, and New York. Like my whole life, I always been going back and forth. Right. And you know, I think through those journeys, it's like giving me so much insight on different lifestyles and different hustles. So that's how I was able to, like, manifest, uh, you know, educating myself upon photography, creating my own business, guiding myself through these media streams or whatnot. So, you know, that's what kind of led, led me to uh, to hug because my background also came from wrestling. Like, I used to dabble in uh, the doghouse and, uh, back in the days, like in back in 99. So, you know, my roots in wrestling was already there with some people that I already knew and it just came full circle when I ran into BXL and Amazing Red again. Right. So, so you know, I intertwined the media with the wrestling and then, lo and behold, you know, we have this uproar of uh, HOG. Well, uh, how was like, how was your first encounter with Red and Brian? How did that like come up? It was just a random encounter? Uh, well, it, I mean, I always knew about Red. Like, um, Who didn't in Bushwick? Come on. <laughs> he was the yeah, main know, G. Right? You know, like, I knew about him in, uh, let's say, about early 2000, probably about 99, 2000, bumped into them, but we didn't officially meet then, and then when I had um, re-encountered and came back to New York and started doing uh, media again, um, I was actually staying around the corner from HOG and never even knew the school was there, and I ended up bumping into him, and um, actually, like, Brian Excel had came in, and he had, he had approached me because he's seen me at a couple of other independent shows working with some other people and um he just came to me he was like oh i like your work and the rest was history it was just two dudes and he just happened to be from bushwick also right so you know there's two dudes two brooklyn dudes connected it was already it was a rap from there like me and his vibe is like dope we real dope with, with our vibe and then like with red is just extra yeah, you you coincide. And like I said, you a hood dude. You from you from the dark side, you know what I'm saying? You making moves here and there, whatever. Like <laughs> when the fuck does like you know, dude just out of nowhere just says like I'm gonna take pictures. Like <laughs> well, And good ones at that. It, Fancy ones. I mean, it just it, it all relates back to people skills also. You know what I'm saying? When when we have levels of growth and maturity, you understand like how you gotta get your plethora of business across. So, you know, I had to conform of putting the hood side to the back. Right. And I started reaching out to various media outlets. Um, before I started doing wrestling media, 
I was doing fashion. I was doing hip hop music videos. I think that's mainly where every videographer, photographer gets their start. Right. Um, I started from there. Then I ended up doing fashion. Then I ended up doing reality TV. And then I ended up coinciding back back with wrestling. Oh shit! Reality so, TV and all and, that. And yeah, and plus, you know, I dabbled. I dabbled in music throughout the years, so I already had ties in media with music and. I've done a lot. I've done a lot in the past, like ten years, eleven years. Do you miss it? Do you miss? The, do you miss? Do you miss the, the music aspect of it? Oh no, I, I still dabble and I still run a, a record label, so I'm good. Like I got a look couple of this, artists. Look at this dude, dude, son. Look at this dude. Listen, Maddie can sing <laughs> yeah, like yeah. an angel. We're gonna have to send him. Um, send him I his could demo. do. I could do Italian opera. <laughs> so um, yeah, I lost on America's Got yeah. Talent, but I could try out for you. But you, 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 you're doing something that a lot of dudes from the block don't even know about. I had this discussion when, like, when, um, when Brian XL was on the show, um, and um, when Amazing Red was on the show. Uh, you do a lot of stuff that a lot of dudes don't know about on on the block because not many dudes on the block would accept us like being wrestling fans, man. Yeah, yeah. I listen. I primarily didn't think that this was going to end up like this, um, but. You know, when you're just amongst real people and they have a vision and a goal and once those things start intertwining with your vision, it's like you you see the same passion and aspect. So, you know, we just linked up and everything went full throttle on 100. It was just cool. You know, we all have the same ethics. You know, it's all hard work, no shortcuts. And we do right by people and that's the reason why Hog is the way that it is today. See, my whole thought process for a guy who wants to get into photography because... You know, I, I I used to do things where to get some, you know, to get women and shit. I, I found a way to. Like, <laughs> so, so, one of the smoothest shit that you could tell a woman is like, "Yo, I could take pictures of you, girl. Like, oh, Professional nice, pictures. Man. I could you. take pro pictures. You know what I'm saying? It's, well, I you don't mean, you don't you don't need to go to like Oli Mills or like Sears. I got you, girl. No, no. <laughs> I, would, I, ne- I never re- listen. There's one. I got one rule. I never portray the art. I never would portray the art. This motherfucker and, um, got standards. He got morals and shit. I'm <laughs> impressed. Well, look, there's rules to the game, man. You gotta, you gotta have, you know what I'm saying? You gotta have codes and ethics. And my thing is I never would portray anything for the art. I would never exploit myself for the art. So, I mean, that's why that's why things stay lit. You know, you gotta have some some codes or ethics. Something to stand for, you know what I'm saying? I, I could have I did that, but I've seen a lot of homies that try to do stuff like that. Right. And... You know, when the next year come around and that that uh, I nine form, you don't hear nothing <laughs> from, about their business. You know, they were too busy doing the other things and focusing though. on business. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 how I go about with my business, man. Like young Maddie, I just stay straight up with people. Young Maddie from G Hood might want to ask a question about your your uh, about something. So go ahead, Maddie. Uh, okay. <laughs> G hood, wow. um, G hood, throwing up them G's from Glendale. Yeah, the diner I went to had spaghetti a la Glendale. <laughs> that shit was terrible. Um, uh, when, when was your first um official photo shoot with like a wrestling a wrestler? Like, has a when, when a wrestler has come up to you and asked you to do like a photo shoot for their own good? Um, let me see. I I did some stuff with uh with Jack Sabbath over at ICW. Okay. Um, how my how my introduction? Did was you get paid? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Jack did pay me. Hey! Jack, did pay. Jack is a great guy. Tell us, Rose. I would never badmouth Jack. Jack is a great guy. He's he's been he's been straight on business with me. I'm busting balls. Um, I, 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 heard, uh, I heard some things. I'm busting balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but uh, brother brother Casey Blade had introduced me to Jack Sabbath, and 
I did a couple of things with him, but then that was how I was uh, reintroduced also to Brian Excel. And then once once I got introduced with Brian Excel, everything was through the roof from there. It's all connected. It's funny because you from the dark side, he's from the lower end of, of Bushwick. It's like yeah, people don't understand. It's like listen, it's like we, two different worlds. I have no clue is, what that is. It is. Oh, excuse me. Let me ex- uh, before you go on. Let me explain something to Maddie quick. Uh, in Bushwick, yeah. there is two different ends in which the dark side is the upper part of Bushwick, and the lighter yeah. side Sounds is like where Star Wars they call shit. the East Williamsburg style. Now, this is what they call it. Yeah, yeah. The that's, more you that's know, exactly what they conformed it to. Yeah, because yeah, what where where, where, where BXL is from is like Troutman, the lower end of Bushwick. Uh-huh. Where uh, see, look, uh, Hodges expressed he, he's impressed by what I know. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and uh, and uh, the dark side is, and they only call it the dark side because there wasn't a lot of lights back then until the. Hey. Exactly. Uh, until the um the gentrification a lot happened. Of yeah. yeah. Wow, the more you know, right? Yeah, and that, now that the gentrification happened, there's a lot of light light fucking street lights and shit now. <laughs> they <Yeah>. fixed it. <laughs> so yeah, so continue what you were saying. True. Yeah. So that was that was how we linked up. That was how we linked up. Yes. Um, it's funny how you did say that it was two different worlds. It's crazy because back then when, you know, when Young young men of our stature was in the hood. Yeah. We wouldn't leave a primarily a primarily sectioned area. Like you would never find somebody from the dark side heading to the north side. Yeah. Or you know you or they would never cross the tracks. They would never cross the tracks and go to best side. Right. Everybody was was sectioned off. Right. So so for me and BXL to to coincide, you know, we sh- we could share similar stories and experiences, and it's and it's just it's just dope. It's just dope how we connect. So when you when you were um when you were when you were when you were early on because one of the biggest things that mm-hmm. I saw you do was you posted recently a picture of yourself when you were younger, and um I was it was it was kind of those uh those uh, uh circle the thing that does not belong in this picture. It was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was one of those things that I was like, look at my man Hodge, and I said, wait a minute, what the fuck is that on his waist? Oh, oh man. Yeah, shit. Man. That was a bold move for a man of your stature because right now you're a dude who's flashy. Every time I yeah, see you, man. you got a good, you got that look going on. You know, females are like uh, <laughs> following you and shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> unlike someone I know, me. No, but uh, that was that was something that was a uh, what did like circle where it doesn't belong. Did you get like did you get like back and forth? Because usually when I post pictures like that of myself, it's weird because people were like who know me now. They was like even Matt looks at me. He goes. I'm not sure if I can deal with knowing what Red used to be. Like, it's like I don't know if I can deal with Jay from back in the yeah, days. Yeah, right. But the other half. Do the- people are people shocked when they know like, yo, my son had a gun on his waist? Like, what's good? Uh, um, nah. I mean, I not have, that you're proud of it, but nah. Yeah, I'm. I'm when I showed it, it was just showcasing my growth from uh, where I came uh, from, and I've acquired uh, following from different states from georgia to south carolina to miami a lot of people know me when they see that (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry that was a drop that was a drop i hit the wrong but when when they see that when they see that they see the growth and what they usually do instead of prejudgments upon pitches saying hey that doesn't belong they say hey man i'm proud of you you know you could you could have been in jail you could have been like the other homies you could have been this but we see you striving we see that you're moving forward with the progress of what you thought that you wanted to be there's not many out here trying to live their dreams and 
succeed in the way that you are and to conform to what you are today is like dope you know so like i salute everybody that that always gives me them shout outs from that because from what i was to what i am now is left and right up and down 360 it's crazy like <laughs> you know like those that knew me from back then they knew they know what time it was it was it was definitely something different than than what it is these past Ten years. Well, I mean, when was when was that moment in your life that you realized like I got I got a not not change, but was it like I have to um, achieve my goals and like finally get into photography and all the music and all that kind of stuff? Um, well, the time period I would say was um, I started realizing that it was maybe late two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Was it like um, a big? Was it uh, was it a big? Um, it was a big change for you, or was it something that was slowly yeah, going? Yeah. I mean, I was in uh, Columbia, South Carolina at the time. Now, I don't know if you know statistics about economic structure. South Carolina... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always keep it on my hip. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the economic structure for South Carolina in the year 2007, 2008, during the Obama administration, we experienced a, a big recession. And let alone South Carolina is the 10th poorest state in the country. Right. So there wasn't that much opportunity. For what I wanted to do, that wasn't the land of opportunity. You know, there's a, there's there's like a dime a dozen of people do what I do up here. Right. So in order for me to get to sources and create other opportunities, I had to get back in touch. Like I kind of say that my mental my mental became too big for where I was at. So I needed to go out and expand. And um, I remember the day, January 11th, 2011. I took uh, $300, my final $300 in my pocket, and I hopped on a plane, and I came to New York, and within two months, had my own spot, own job, and started moving forward, creating my own businesses, doing everything I can. Within that first year, I already achieved my goals, so from year after year, I just started going ahead and making marks and goals, and just reaching for the sky and making more things happen. When you know the exact date? Of when some shit popped off, that's the shit. That's when you know it's real. Yeah, like, you know it's that's real. That's when it's, you know the exact date. You know the exact date. Yeah. But by the way, I, you I know have... what? Because I, I was, I was caught in a snowstorm. January 11th was a snowstorm, and I had to stay in the and I had to stay in the the airport for two days. I was snowed in. Right. And um, yeah, you know, I just, I just, I just have a will to survive, and you know that hustle always pushes you, pushes you forward. So what's your ethnic background? Like I said. What happened? What's your ethnic background? What do what, 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 what you, um, uh, uh, high yellow black? Are you Indian? What the fuck are you? Really <laughs> <laughs> I'm half Jamaican. I'm half Puerto Rican, half Jamaican. Oh, damn. You're fucked, son, yo. For real. Yeah, like, I know. Damn. Yeah. Yo, shit, yo. Women are definitely going to be, they're going to be definitely throwing panties at you. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm so jealous right now. I have to take another drink of my beer because of that shit. That's crazy. He's half <laughs> Puerto Rican, half Jamaican. That's it. Yo, yo, I was going to tell you, like, at the end of the interview, like, you really got to come through and hang out and we got to do this live, like, for real, because it would <laughs> it, be no better that way. That, but why have Puerto yeah. Rican, have Jamaican? Who's Jamaican and who's the, who's the Puerto Rican? Uh, my father's side is Jamaican. Of course. Of oh, fucking yeah. course. Of course the father's Jamaican. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You know, he, he, knew what, he, knew, he knew what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> um, any ties with the family? How, uh, big family or? or uh... Um yeah yeah you say big family. Um, family's well spread here in New York. I got family in South Carolina. I mean, Papa's a Rolling Stone. 
<laughs> yeah, props spread to them Rose seeds, boy. Spread them seeds, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, rude boy, rude boy. Rude boy. So now that you're working with HOG, and then and yeah. we, we every time I see you, you know, uh, e- even early on when we were at the shows, whatever. The, the one thing that everybody said was like, "Yo, Hodge is that's that's that fucking dude. That's that dude right there." And I've always wanted to like connect somewhere or another, mm-hmm. but I wasn't quite sure how to get at you because you know you you were focused, and that's a lot of that, yeah. a lot of dudes don't when they come into something like well, what you do, you know they're they're more embellished on what the the pageantry of the shows are. You know they 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 do it just for just to wreck. But you're a focus, yeah. dude. Like, what, what what became the 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 manifestation? Because you've been throwing big words during this fucking interview, so I want to do the same. <laughs> what has been the manifestation was, uh, of you getting <laughs> of, of you <laughs> of you like really starting to take what you're doing for 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 House of Glory as something legit? Because, like I said, you you got a fucking title now. Like, what what was it that that you thought that yo this is something that's gonna that, that's gonna uh, catapult everything forward? Well, I mean, you know. The way the way that I envision things is anything that I'm a part of, I'm usually good. Because you just don't take pictures. Head. You don't only take pictures. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, they, yeah it, the pictures. It, the pictures is one thing, but when they got to the video, it just got like extra serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, that's what I'm saying. So that is what I'm saying. I want to, I want to, I want to embellish on that. Well, before I even dabbled in coming to House of Glory, I already had acquired about forty thousand dollars, forty five thousand dollars worth of equipment. Damn, so he's really showing off of this you know, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the thing was, you know, I had like six, seven cameras and I was like, I'm with this brand. I'm going to create this brand. I'm going to make this brand extra. I'm going to put the extra because they that's only what they gave me that energy. Brian Excel and, and, and Amazing Red, like they, they kept it 100 with me. They they look out anytime they, you know, like these dudes are just straight up with it. And I it, it's just it's just funny. Like it's a family vibe here. So once once they started seeing the the loyalty and the trust building, it was like, all right, I know I'm gonna go full throttle. All right, let's put some cranes, let's put some dollies, let's put the let me get some oh that's all you yeah oh shit I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that and was I'm you. like and I'm like okay let me get I thought, me I get thought a, a white guy did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said, let me get uh, a couple of crane operators. Let's get some dollies. All right, um, let's put a drone in here. This Saturday, the Saturday show just passed, and we had a, dr- a drone operator. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, we're gonna add drones to our to our show. Oh, y'all wilding um, right now. Yeah, fucks yeah. with it though. Y'all you know, wilding. Dope. <laughs> y'all about to y'all about to start nah. doing shows outside soon. Y'all gonna be in Nickelbacker Park soon. Yeah, I, yeah. I see we'll it happening. Center Mall outside and shit. Yo, that's not a bad idea you know, though. Hodge. Nah, we we actually we actually yeah we actually like that's trying a, to aim for big arenas next. But like, I'm saying though, that's not a bad we idea had a though. This year. To do outside yeah. like the, the park and shit, that's not a bad idea. You get the drones fucking around. Oh aim. no, listen, how does it take it on the road soon? So I'm like we're destined for big things. Like we starting off this year with a crazy bang, but we're focused. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna be we're gonna tear this indie scene up. You know, it's a big it's it's crazy. With this like with this line of like stature that we have here, yeah, is an actual system and that's the reason why it works. Nothing works without a without a foolproof plan and system. And what's gonna happen within this year and the beginning of next year, we're gonna be the buzz. 
I guarantee you on that. No, nah, you've been the bus because if not, that's it's why it's been the wave. Exactly. We 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 over here at Turnbuckle Tablet. We don't we don't hitch our ride for the minute. You know why do you think we were sitting there pitching? Yeah. It's like yo, we need that backing, that HOG backing. I yo, when yeah, I go sure. on a, to a place and I be like yo, Turnbuckle Tabloid, you know House of Glory Wrestling, this is what and they're like yo, you with them? For, yo yo yeah. you got a podcast? You're the official podcast. I'm like yeah, son. I know people's like. <laughs> <laughs> Matty, go ahead, ask him that. Um, when it comes to memorable nah, moments, nah, or, um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, you, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. All right. Um, when it comes to like memorable moments, like what was the best wrestling match you took photos for or like video? Oh, oh, oh gotta make that. Gotta make them think, son. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see. My two and a half years here at House of Glory, there has been a lot of memorable matches. I can. I. I know. One of the most recent ones that has like channeled a lot of emotion, I would say, would be the Gangone and Ken Broway um, no ropes match. Oh shit, that was an intense yeah, match. Yeah, that that to me in front of two thousand people channeled a lot of emotion. It felt like a big WrestleMania feel. Right. Like if if you if you like read through the lines with the storylines and the build ups, and for months and months these guys was actually able to articulate a story. You know, from Ken and Natty jumping, gang going all the time. It was just, they were being brutal. And it was just storytelling. That's that's one of the nets of House of Glory. Like, we're always putting over storylines. And yeah. not a lot of indies do that right now. No, so no. we was very intricate on how we did it from production-wise to how these guys just go out there and perform. And that match always sticks out to a lot of fans. It sticks out to a lot of guys in the locker room as one of those marquee matches because that was students that was that was exactly exactly that was the main point you know like, two students yeah that, that was in-house that wasn't that wasn't some stars that we reached out for that was in-house that tore that place down we had edge of the seat drama the whole time you know it was it was just good storytelling and the physicality was just over you yeah, know so exactly. one of that match definitely sticks out um Another match that sticks out is the Amazing Red versus Rey Mysterio match. Of course, I match. knew I knew that had yeah. to be one. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a big yeah. deal. That to, to me, that was like that was me getting my feet wet, like full throttle, as far as on production because of all the equipment we used for that. Um, visually came out dope, but the match alone was just like you know, it was, it was, uh, to me, it was like they were paying respect to Red for all of his work and for him to have that dream match for someone who's he's been compared to. So that was also a treat for a lot of guys in the locker room and in the business of like the East Coast Indies. So that was definitely that was pretty dope. Um But I do I gotta ask you yeah. though, like you you did the you did the video the, the videotography for all that, right? And yeah. and you, you you were you you were there for, does it kinda stick in your crawl that, that that footage has not been released? Um, they don't release it. Comes, there's no, there's no VOD for it. There's no video on demand for it. There's no DVD. Nothing. That it does, does. You did a lot of work for it. If you, you know, if you're part of it, does it like? Does it kind of like bother you that you don't see? It's not out there. Oh no, 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 no! It doesn't bother me at all. It's from a business perspective. Mm. We trust me. It's it's going to be out there. It's going to be out there. It's supply and demand, my brother. That's all <laughs> it is. Supply and demand. You want, you get. You know. You know, it's when the when when the, when the reaching keeps getting thick. Trust me, we'll be able to provide. It's there. It's there. Trust me. We have so much. We have a whole slew of material that's coming out, and that's that's how we're milking the game right now. We're just throwing out everything. 
that's on is on demand. Everybody could go check out HOG um, wrestling.net and there's a whole slew of stuff out there right now. And then we have these live episodes coming on Facebook Live every Friday. Yeah, I don't want to. These I don't, episodes. Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah, you did drop a new episode. Yeah, you had the Alberto Del Rio versus yeah. Loki. Yeah. It was a great match, too. Great, it was yeah. a great match. I don't. We don't yeah, want to keep you too so, long because I know you. You. You got shit to do. There's more shit you got to go in that building. Yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah. Um, uh, next time, um, let us know because we would have been in the building and just did. Um, <laughs> we did the remotes. Well, we did well, some next, remotes. Next time it will be. Listen, you'll be an honorable guest of mine. Really? And you'll see behind. Yeah, you'll be behind the scenes and you'll see what goes on in production. Oh my god! And we could supply Ooh. some visuals and then we'll have a, cl- a cross plethora of going on. Oh my god, yo. And oh that's god. why you're the official podcast of HOG Wrestling. Maddie and I just got moist. We just got real moist since oh, Very, very. That's that's super sexy. <laughs> that's sexy. <laughs> Big Haas, Jason Ellis, listen guy, um before anything, I have to say like uh, you sat there you wanted to give us 5 or 10 minutes. It's like fuck you. You spoke so eloquently for the past 30 minutes. 30. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh let everybody know where to get you. No, nah, it's great, man. Yo, let everybody know where they could get you at, man. For real. And listen, yo, his photos uh, are amazing. Thank you, thank you. Um, everybody could reach me at Instagram at Big Hodge underscore CEO. You could also reach me on Facebook at backslash Big Hodge. You could also contact me through my website for bookings at BigHodgeMedia.com. And ladies, so, you could get him at um, Grinder or um, um, Farmers Only yeah. or Plenty of Fish, <laughs> FarmersOnly.com. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> All right, bad boy. Once again, thank you for being a part of this week's episode, man. You like, like I said, yo, from a hood dude to a hood dude, I got to tell you, very proud of, of of what we've accomplished and what you've done. You know, it's 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 always a it's always a pleasure to see where we could have went and where we at now. And not many people will sit there and go. These motherfuckers is working with wrestling companies for real? <laughs> well, the pleasure is likewise. Yeah, man. Yo, once again, keep doing And keep doing what you're doing, man. And um, like I said, man, well, more power to you, brother. Man. All right, baby. Have a good one. Niggas watch my steps, my market in this hood, so the cash comes correct. Banana ass niggas, yeah, they slip up on the pills. To rap space to the best, the best I'm on your heels. I catch chills as I spit that horror. Catch me for a horror with chick stickers to cover. I'm much harder than these niggas all feathers. I'm solo at the top, you bottom bumps on hands together. My hip holding death, call this the reaper. Anticipated albums, they call this the leaker. Perfection dog sick. Put him in a sleeper, Leonardo to cap inception, living on my dream. Cause we got much higher. We back, baby, from commercial break. I told you 2012 was gonna be amazing, but you didn't believe me. So now you're stuck. Workers comp, this is what we do. Shout out to GQ, the boys, Big Hodge. J Notes, I see you, baby. See these crazy assholes. Wanna let me? Bang Brawler Reynoso, the first Puerto Rican World Wrestling Champion. And you're listening to the regular season's podcast, Carrons. Thank you guys for being a part of the regular season's podcast. Listen, this is what we do here. TRSSpodcast.com. TRSSpodcast.com. 
Fuck Market. Label it. This is what we is. This is where we at. This is what we do. Make sure you check us out on all social media outlets. Check us out on Facebook at the Regular Season Sportscast. Like and group page. Check us out on Instagram at Regular Season Sports. Check us out on Twitter as well at RWJ Santi as well as on YouTube at Regular Season Sportscast. Listen. Check out the RageWorks.net family. This is where we is. This is where we be. This is where we live. This is where the fam be at. This is where the click is. This is where it's at, man. Stop it. Why go anywhere else? Comic books, movies, TV shows, video games, pop culture. We do it for the culture. Call me when it's over. Turbuckle tabloid. You got the variant issue. Black is new black. Why would you go anywhere else for everything that is all everything? It's all under one thing. The regular season sports cash, man. This is where you got to go, man. This is where we be. It's where it's at, man. It's the rant for all rants. It's where we go. Listen, guys. I'm going to be out of here. Got much, much to do, much to talk about next week. Chasing up to 100, man. We're almost there. We're almost there. Creeping, crawling, scratching. We're going to be up there. But we got the 100 coming up, man. Much love to everybody who's been listening and being just just integral to what we do here on the on the social media pages on on the twitters just hit me up saying well what i do is good money man i want to make sure you guys get all the love thank you guys man for being a part of trs's and all that we do we come back next week man don't go anyway just remember i'm not best for business i'm best for everybody i'm the king of talk style boy i'm gonna catch you on the rebound Squash The regular season sportscast Sports Kiosk.